brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that supports life and family. 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite charity. Mention offer code TRADITION for a special Christmas offer. Learn more at CharityMobile.com. Do you remember that survey that came out at the beginning of the month that showed that young priests and seminarians are far more rigid and clericalist and traditional and conservative in their bearing than any previous generation of priests and seminarians since Vatican II. Do you remember how much that report worried modernists in the church? Because they were not happy when it came out. Today, I have an example of the modernists telling us way too much about their real intentions. We're now being told that synodality is expressly designed to ensure that such priests and seminarians come over to the dark side through their synodal dialogue process. I'm sure this surprises exactly nobody. I mean, it surprises you as much as it did me, right? Meaning it didn't surprise any of us at all, but that's what we're being told now. The modernists have no intention of letting young priests turn the flock from increasingly progressive secular thinkers and back into faithful Catholics. We're not even talking about them fighting back against this rising tide of rejection that they face. No, they simply don't plan to let it happen to begin with. That's their intention. See, fighting back suggests a chance that they might lose. So, headline from America Magazine. U.S. Catholics are more liberal. Young priests are more conservative. Can the Synod help us overcome our divisions? It's interesting watching the modernist establishment in America grapple with the fact that seminarians and young priests in most every diocese and in religious orders and priestly fraternities are, for the first time since the Council, very conservative and lean heavily towards traditional Catholicism. This has these so-called reformers very worried about their plan to further remake the church into their own image and likeness. The idea that the synod will overcome the obvious divisions between a laity that barely has the faith and priests who are faithful and rigid in their morality is laughable. All the dialogue and listening sessions in the world aren't going to make these priests give up the faith. It will at best challenge those laity who are offended by the leanings of their priests, but what it won't do is heal division. It's pretty clear that what the author of this piece, who is a Jesuit, who I've often covered before, and who often writes progressive claptrap for American Magazine, it's clear that what he means in this is that a liberal laity will help moderate the rigid young priests who have the audacity to hold to the faith. From the article, quote, The results of a national survey of Catholic priests released by the Catholic Project on November 7th revealed an interesting dynamic in U.S. Catholic life. In the terminology used in the survey questions, young U.S. Catholic priests tend to be theologically traditional and politically conservative, particularly compared to older priests. Meanwhile, U.S. Catholics as a whole are becoming politically more liberal. Amid fear in some corners of the church that the Second Vatican Council is being undone or glee in others that orthodoxy will always triumph, there is a strong temptation to view this dynamic as a contest in which one side is winning and another losing, to follow the us-versus-them logic that pervades American society. But a more sober view would recognize that we are divided and fractured in ways that hurt all of us, and this is precisely what the Synod on Synodality is calling us to address in the coming year, all Catholics, but perhaps priests most of all should see this data as a mandate to heal the scandal of division within our own church. 
Pope Francis's call to synodality is an opportunity for U.S. Catholic priests to name divisions and seek reconciliation, and in the process draw synodality deeper into the mystery of Christ's priesthood. End quote. While Francis and the bishops have refused to define synodality as anything more than a practice of listening and dialogue and inclusion without a call to conversion, the practice of it so far has been to give official approval to heretical opinions held by a laity about morality, the opening up of ordination, the rejection of reality on the immutability of the flesh, and the embrace of whatever nonsense the secular culture is pushing at the moment, and frankly, you can't bring that into the body of Christ. It's not possible. But that's been the real fruit of synodality, and you don't have to take my word for it. Cardinal Mueller denounced the synod right as it was closing in this famous line of his, quote, The aim of this ideology was to instrumentalize the Catholic Church on the face for promoting their own ideas. But in reality, everybody is welcome in the Church. But first, he must repent his sins and change his life according to the commandments of God. It's best for us, human beings, to follow the way of Jesus Christ and to change our life according to his commandments and to the gospel of Jesus Christ. The basis of the church is the word of God as a revelation, not our strange reflections. This program is a system of self-revelation. This occupation of the Catholic Church is a hostile takeover of the church of Jesus Christ. And if you look at only one page or read one page of the gospel, you'll see that it has nothing to do with Jesus Christ, meaning the synod has nothing to do with Jesus. And in this program, they think this doctrine is only like a program of political party who can change it according to their votes, end quote. It's hard to see how any priest or seminarian who has anything even close to the traditional faith is going to want to reconcile with those who want to instrumentalize the church and her institutions for their own power and ideology. That's a hard reconciliation to see even happening. But the priest in the original article sees a sign of hope for that. These young priests value the approval of Francis. Yeah, that's surprising to me too, but these young rigid priests want his approval. I know that's going to mystify many of you watching this, but it is true according to that survey. And the priest writing the original article, and it's frankly in that desire for unity that they hold so dear that the Jesuit priest sees a sign of hope for synodality overcoming rigidity. Back to the original article, quote, Thankfully, the next stage of the synodal process gives us an opportunity to do just that. The data points the kind of work that might be done between now and the second gathering of the Synod in Rome in October 2024. Priests need to speak to each other within and across generations. Congregations and priests need to talk to each other. Bishops need to win back the trust of their priests. And all of this needs to take place with a serious concern for the pathologies of political polarization within the church, the crisis of authority across all aspects of social life in the United States, and above all, the Ted McCarrick problems in the church. What if the U.S. church organized synodal conversations and activities around these tattered bonds that bind us? What if this became a focal activity for Catholic parishes, religious orders, and universities? Many proposals in the synthesis report of the 2023 Rome meeting of the Synod would be relevant to the undertaking. If the reaction to the survey data has been unsettling, at least we are perhaps now in a space where we can begin to name our common reality. Reconciliation cannot happen without truth-telling. If Catholics could speak openly, 
and honestly to each other, that would be an important step in uniting charity and truth. Such truth-telling would be the beginning of rebuilding the trust, of turning down the temp temperature on our conflicts as we rehumanize each other as persons with gifts. It would help us remember what we often know about our friends, but not of our enemies, that we are so much more than our politics, that we are made for love, not division. End quote. Ah, oh, yes. Put these young faithful priests in the same room with hand-picked laity who espouse radical positions that reject the morality of the faith for listening and dialogue sessions. I can picture it now. Laity that are hand-picked by the same bishops these priests do not trust will explain to the priests while blessing James Martin pairings and having deaconettes and girl altar boys is a good thing for the church and in no way harms vocations and other sorts of things and how it's okay to fully implement the evils of Amoris Laetitia and the sacrilegious communion it authorizes and how we need to fully embrace the Laudato Si lie and how the world is actually right on all respects of the James Martin sin and how those priests should act more like Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church. In turn, these priests can tell these hand-picked laity that they should give the Catholic faith a try sometime and see how they like it. I can already imagine the effect such a waste of time and money would have. It would accomplish pretty much nothing except maybe to put the force of the popular pressure on good priests to try to get them to fold the heresies of the synodal ape of the church and to embrace the modernism being promoted there. And in some cases, it might actually work too. Being liked by people is a great temptation, and good priests are no more immune to, the, to that pressure than you or I. It's one reason we have to pray for our priests. They face pressures that you and I simply will never understand. The devil goes after them hard, harder than laity. Devil's at work trying to tempt these priests to just take the easy, wide road. Submitting to those pressures is the sure path to promotions and celebrity statuses in their dioceses and beyond. It all comes at the low, low cost of their soul and the souls of the countless many laity who bother to listen to them. The temptation is there for certain, and the synodal dialoguing sessions are meant to facilitate that temptation. In the end, that's their purpose. Now, are you surprised that the modernists hope to get these priests to fold to modernism through synodality? Does this whole synodal reform they keep proposing strike anyone else as a means of trying to keep the spirit of Vatican II going long after growing numbers of laity have rejected it? The only thing I agree with in that article is that the church is divided now more than has ever been before. But synodality isn't going to solve it. Returning to the faith will. Let me know in the comments what you think of this, please. And uh, hit like and subscribe if you haven't. It, doesn't, it does certainly help, as does sharing this on social media. That helps, too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.